I just like don't know what to feel right now. Like I am, I I don't have kids. I am not in the position to have kids right now. But like between reproduction rights and gun violence, I don't even want to think about it. Welcome to the United She Stands podcast, the show that brings kindness and women into politics. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. And we're two Midwestern women from Ohio who have a passion for kindness, lifting others up, and making a difference. Our experience in corporate America has taught us both to build and navigate all kinds of relationships and lead groups of people. When it comes to politics, however, there is nothing official about us. We're just two gals who want to be better educated on the U.S. government and learn how we, as women, can make an impact together. Each episode, we will bring our listeners along on our own educational journey. And we'll also share real-life experiences from women involved and impacted by politics. And we'll try to make it as fun as possible. We're so glad you're here for the ride. Welcome back to the United She Stands podcast. I really think the title says it all today. We're going to take a step back and talk about what's been going on in our lives and what has been occupying our minds in the political space. There's been a lot going on in the news and the world, and we wanted to take the opportunity to use this platform to talk about our feelings and how we cope in today's overwhelming everything. And just as an FYI, we are currently recording on April 11th, 2023. So if maybe things have hopefully, question mark, calmed down by the time you're listening to this, I think we're dropping this on May 9th. Um... Great, but like this is just what's happening right now, early April 2023. All right, as always, Ashley, what are we drinking? Oh, wait, I'm gonna take a guess. Is it mm, 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 a Mexican lager? I'm drinking a Great Lakes Mexican lager. What? I have never heard of that beer. I feel like I should (laughs) seriously caveat this time with this is the same beer that I'm drinking. our last episode we recorded and by last it's probably not in order that you're listening to them but i'm just letting everyone know that if you hear the word mexican lager so many times sometimes it's because me and sarah record multiple episodes on the same night but i feel like this is the first case where it really happened but yes this, <laughs> this is but i'm just saying i definitely just recorded three episodes with mexican lager and i did drink two of them so it's fair that's true but I'm, but I just feel like our listeners need to know some behind the scenes on this. I'm actually not that obsessed with Mexican lagers. But I'll be honest, when I grabbed this Mexican lager out of Ashley's beer fridge for her, there were still some in there. So, so more to come. <laughs> All right, Sarah, what are you drinking? I am drinking Love You Bye, which is also the beer I was drinking in the last episode we recorded. Um, 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 it's from Saucy Brewers. I don't know what that was. Anyway, guys, it's our third episode of the night, but here we go. Feelings. First episode for you guys this week, so that's what counts. <laughs> yes. All right, so Sarah, let's talk about it. Let's do it. What's been going on lately, like, in your life? In my life? On? My personal life? All of it. Oh, man, I just feel like so much. I am preparing for a move in early June, which I'm super excited about, but, like, surprisingly also super emo about, which has been hard for me to manage um also you know just managing work in the podcast which is you know always something always willing to do it of course because i love what we do here but um you know sometimes it's just a little more hectic than others um and like i said i'm moving so i'm trying to see everyone and do all my favorite things before i move and really trying to like live in the moment and appreciate everything that i'm experiencing 
now because I know my life's going to be not, you know, significantly different, but like different when I move. So I'm just trying to soak in everything of how my current life is now. Um, And that's really hard because when I notice that I'm being mindful, I'm like, Oh my god, I'm being mindful because I'm 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 forcing myself because I'm gonna be moving and then I like spiral and I'm like, oh my god, I'm more sad than I thought, and all these dumb things. So that's what's been going on with me, Ash. What about you? Well, just like busy as always. My workload has been a lot for my day job. Um, and will continue to be a lot probably for the next couple months. And then just like, you know, like Sarah said, we're recording this April 11th. So we just had Easter. So that was a busy weekend. And my son's birthday's this following weekend. Uh, so just like busy social life. And then on top of that, trying to have a social life, you know, that's the whole thing. <laughs> Some fun things here. Yeah. Then the podcast. And yeah, just like on top of all that, the heavy, heavy news cycles have been a lot. Very heavy. Yeah. Very a lot. Yes. So that's what's been going on. So, speaking of what's going on in the news, what's the one issue that's been keeping you up at night? What's causing you the most stress? I mean, I think anybody who knows me probably isn't going to be surprised by this answer, but gun violence is by by far, like, probably my number one issue. And I actually was thinking about this the other day, Sarah. I think I told you that, like, three months ago. You did. Or something. Maybe not that long ago. But we were talking about, like, we have to pick one issue and, like, that's what you can go do. And this was before the shooting the school shooting in nashville this was supposed for the shooting that just happened in louisville kentucky um like i was just like gun violence is my thing like being a mom having to drop your child off right now it's daycare but you know they call it preschool ultimately somewhere where you are not like it's just such a terrifying like all-consuming thing like there's nights where i literally can't fall asleep because i'm so anxious about taking link to school like the next day yeah and then i go even that whole morning like i'm just like i'm almost coming up with like ideas in my head on like why he shouldn't go we can probably manage it we'll just like move meetings around we he can stay here today and that's like so Mm -hmm. shitty which it doesn't help that my kid hates school (laughs) you know he like doesn't want to (laughs) go and by the way he's like two so you know (laughs) he'll be three next week he'll be three next week but you know he just has a lot of separation anxiety which which it's hard because I don't feel like I can be like, you're safe at school. Like, I've never said that to him because I don't think I can. Yeah. And he, like, he understands that concept. Like, he'll say that to us. Like, you know, he, if he's, he saw he has, like, a book where there's, like, a scary monster. And it's like, he's like, you keep me safe. I was like, mommy will always keep you safe. Aww. You know? But, like, I'm dropping my kid off at school and I can't be like, yo, you're safe there. Mom and dad will come get you. Which, we obviously, we still say mom and dad will come get you. But right. if I could, like, say that extra, like, you're safe at school, that would be, like, such a huge relief off of me and I feel like that would help him and it's just it's seriously it's all consuming like I lose sleep I have so much anxiety over just him being anywhere away from me because I just think the gun violence is so bad like it's just a matter of time until it's an Ohio school yeah for sure so it's really awful and then I think the most frustrating thing for me is that like 71% of Americans want some form of gun like some form of gun reform right so why aren't we doing anything? That's, like, the most furiating part. I think, like, when it comes to some of our other issues, we're truly, like, more divided. And, you know, I understand. I don't always understand. Like, I still think it's frustrating. But I can see why there's not progress made. When there's 71% of Americans who want this, it just absolutely pisses me off. 
and just infuriates me that there's no action being taken. Yeah. Because of like an extreme group of people who have power and because of money and politics. So I don't know, just between those two things, like gun violence is just by far my number one thing. I think it's something we can, I mean, the data shows we can actually, if we put laws in place and we make changes, it actually makes an impact. And so I just think like that's by far the number one issue that keeps me up and what causes me the most stress for sure. Yeah. Can you provide, I think I know what example you're thinking of um, in terms of it working. Can you provide that example? Yeah. I don't know the exact dates. I forget. But when Clinton was in office, and I think I said this on a previous episode, when Clinton was in office, um, they had a assault rifles ban and that expired in 2004. Congress did not like I forget whether what the right word is, renew it, up it, whatever. But Congress didn't keep it in place. And, you know, shootings have went up and gun-related deaths have went up ever since. And so, you know, that's just one thing. Like, there's just so much data out there that shows, like, this is truly an American problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And we we know how other countries have fixed it. Like, so, yeah, it's just, it's just mind-blowing to me that we just do nothing over and over again. Yep. I agree with you. Sarah, what about you? What's your one issue that keeps you up at night or that causes you the most stress? Oh, I would say reproduction rights with a very close second for gun violence. Um, And just the other day, the federal judge in Texas like reversed the FDA's approval of, um, how do you pronounce that? I have no idea. Mifepristone. Mifepristone? Pretty sure is what it's called, which is basically the first step of the abortion process when taking it, when taking the abortion like pill. Um, and I'm just like, and like, I've, I've been like feeling this way ever since, what was it, June when Roe versus Wade was overturned? But like, it has not left the sphere of my mind since then. And I, like this whole Texas federal judge thing like just came up like last week and I'm like what the FDA has had this approved for 20 years it is like safer than Tylenol like 80 other countries use this pill. 80 other like what there's about 200 countries in the world and like 80 of them yeah. what like I am just so confused is 80 the right number 80 is no nope, yeah. 80 is okay. yeah you're totally right but also I think two things around this yeah one, I didn't realize when it happened. I just thought this was a Texas law. Ah. Uh, like, when this first happened. Okay. Like, yep. you know, I read high, I saw headlines. I didn't, have, like, read into it. And then sure. I realized this is a federal law, and this will impact every state. And, it, yeah, it's crazy. And then they're also, like, free, or the ruling is also around how they can't se- um, send it, like, over the mail because of yeah. some. And I... I just like don't know what to feel right now. Like I am I I don't have kids. I am not in the position to have kids right now. But like between reproduction rights and gun violence, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, it's like a really scary time. I don't even want to think about the thought. I don't even, I don't even want to touch the thought with a 10-foot pole right now. Like I just, I, the FDA, like how could, 20 years of using this safer than, like how many? Well, and I think it's important to note that was why they overruled it, right? For safety concerns. 
Right, Because right. that's, like, the big thing. Yeah, it's like and, that and was he was the... saying the data that they right. used wasn't significant enough. And I'm like, wait, okay, well, was is this judge in pharmaceuticals? Excuse me. Yeah, and just think about that precedent that sets. Yeah. Whenever you have, like, judges, which who knows, I have no idea what the hell this guy's background is, but mm-hmm. I'm going to guess it's not medicine or right. science of any sort that yeah. would, like, help him understand, you know, medication. Deciding if the data is good enough. Exactly. Versus the agency that is intended to do with the FDA. Right. Yeah. I read something today that like, yeah, officials are concerned about the future of FDA approved drugs because of what this is saying. You know what I mean? But like, I am just, that's what keeps me up at night. That is what. Just like the blatant attack on. On our bodies. Yeah. Like, leave me TF alone, please. Yes. Please. I know. It's It's awful. Crazy. Okay, that was heavy. How are we coping with this? How are you coping with this? What are some ways you've been staying sane in this Mostly I just doom scroll and cry. No, I'm just kidding. But I do do that a little bit. And that's okay to do. I mean, how can you not? Yeah. Um, No, like, I for sure cried. I cried, like, and I will just say this, like, there's no gun death that is lesser than the other, but there's just something about school shootings to me, like, innocent fucking children which, mind you, like I said, there's no gun that's left. The people in Louisville were innocent, too. But as a mom, like, <laughs> knowing that your kid went to school that day and you don't get to, like, ever hug them again, like, I'm gonna cry. Um, like, I just, I literally probably held Link, like, <laughs> so many extra times in that week, and I cried all the time. And then, yeah, that week, I literally did not sleep the two nights before he went to school because I was so anxious. Um... So I did that. (laughs) But then what helps, I think what truly helps is doing something, taking action. And I know, you know, I'll hear the arguments, whatever, like, oh, you know, you're one person, whatever. But that's like, it takes one person here and one person there. And then, right, that becomes an army of people that is doing something. And so for me, when I take action, that feels better. And I did contact my representatives. I literally copied and saved what I sent. That way I could just copy and paste it to everyone who would take a letter from me. Um, And so I sent it to as many people as I could, like my state representatives and my, you know, my reps in like the U.S. House and U.S. Senate. And then lastly, the podcast, like we started this for a reason and it wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't gun violence, but it was feeling helpless in politics. And so being more informed. Like, I actually feel like, oh, I can go read about this stuff and I can understand what's going on and I know what to do. Like, the biggest thing was I knew what to do. Like, right away, I just got on and contacted representatives. I would have never known that six months ago, you know? So um, the podcast helps a ton. It just feels like we're, you know, we're out here fighting the fight and we're trying to make a difference. Yep. What about you? How do you cope? Yeah, I've been doing some doom scrolling for sure. Um, But what I've tried to turn that into is... Um, finding accounts that inspire me to get shit done and that inspire me and help me believe that I do believe that better times are coming and all these things, but just inspire me that I'm not the only one that believes that there are better times coming, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, crying. Oh my God. I cry all the time. We've talked about this all the time. I cry for every emotion, but like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a heavy fucking few weeks yeah it it for sure has been um i also think what's really important i'm i've gotten a lot better at this for myself but i think a lot of people need this reminder um 
giving myself time to process emotions. Mm. And, like, that can consist of just laying on the couch. Like, that doesn't have to be any spectacular, like, procedure or, like, you know, like, ritual. No, like, you can lay on the couch, cry, eat ice cream from the carton, order DoorDash for days. Like, that's fine. Whatever will help you process your emotions. Just, like, don't shut them out. And then use that to fuel you to help make a change. And so Ashley and I, back in the day, I don't even remember what episode, but we told our listeners that we were going to contact our representatives by the end of March of this year. And again, this is early April, um, about a topic that we're passionate about. And Ashley, like she said, she contacted her reps right after this Nashville shooting at the end of March and um, so she met this this deadline and then we were answering questions on Instagram and um, someone asked if we actually did that. And I was texting Ashley and she was like, oh, yeah, I did that. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't do that. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is the perfect time. So actually, just last night, I spent some time and um, I was, of course, inspired by Ashley that knowing that I could do this, I knew how to do this from the podcast and doing our own research. Um, I reached out to all my representatives and I actually got an email back from one of their assistants, not the senator that I emailed, but it was their assistant and they ensured that my my message would be relayed to the senator and, and all these things. And it was very like, it was nothing like, oh, we're, you know, we're going to change everything by this one contact. But the fact that she responded and was like, hey, we heard you. I'm going to make sure the senator that I work for hears you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's so that. cool. I was shook. I'm like At first I, was... I didn't get shit back. <laughs> I need to reach back out to I'm... my senator to be like, well, how come I didn't get an email back? Right. No, I'm sad about that. No, but I almost thought it was a spam. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? And then I started reading. I was like, oh my God, this is legit. Yeah. Like, what? I... I just did that last night at like 7 p.m. I can't believe that I got an email back the next afternoon. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, I was, that made me. Who's your, which senator? It was Senator R. She's the House, the Ohio House Senator. She's from Hudson, but she's from my district. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So that's how we're coping. That's how we're coping. Doing it's, what we can yeah. to make an impact and crying when necessary. Yeah, it's not pretty. It's not... <sighs> yeah. It's not linear. No, it's definitely not. It's a roller coaster. All right, Sarah. So next question. Did you ever think politics would affect your life so directly? Oh my gosh, this question makes me laugh so hard because I was so naive. No, I had absolutely no freaking clue. No freaking clue that my life could be this affected from politics. And quite frankly, that is why I was so okay and content with not participating. I was like, eh, like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I couldn't, I could not have been more wrong. Yeah, I felt, I felt the same way. Like, not, like, I always, I always, you know, voted, whatever. But like, and I knew it was important to do that, but I didn't like understand it nearly to the level we do today. And I think we talked about this in a previous episode, as privileged as this is, I didn't feel like it impacted me that much till Roe v. Wade was overturned. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, we're a later generation. We grew up after women had a lot of rights and after all these things, you know, somebody else had fought the good fight for us. And so, yeah, I think just with everything we've learned now and just with everything that's happened in the past 
I don't know, seven years. <laughs> has it been? Um, it's been crazy, but I never thought either until really recently when we got back involved. Yeah. How much of an impact it would make. It's crazy. I'm glad I learned now, yeah. you know, when I did. And I hope, and I hope, you know, our listeners are realizing how important it is and how, how much it can um, directly affect their lives as well. And hopefully we're just spreading that message that maybe they never had the opportunity to hear before, or maybe are just experiencing at the same time we are. Yeah. And I mean, we're definitely talking about like big, big issues. Today, yeah. Because right, that's top of mind for us. But I mean, the other thing I think we've really learned is like, it really does impact your everyday life. Like you want, you know, the pothole on your street needs fixed. Like that's yeah. our local government. Like, you know, you can do something about that. You don't have to drive in that fucking pothole every day. <laughs> like you can call someone and do something about that pothole. So I think like, just like even those little details are things that I think, you know, but you don't know, no, until you actually pay attention to it. Yeah. There are literally three potholes that come to mind on this road that I drive you on every day. your district right back. Actually, no, it's not. It would be your local whoever. Oh, yeah, it would be. Yeah. I knew that. That'd be really funny, though, if you and were like, can you fix my potholes? She'd be like, bitch, wrong, wrong representative. Talk to oh, right. Local She'd be like, um, excuse me. Yeah, I no longer appreciate your emails. Talk to your local government. Yeah, like, I am no, no longer sending along your yeah. message about gun violence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's end on a hopefully higher note, depending on how you answer this question. Ashley, are you hopeful that things will get better? I am hopeful. I think, well, actually, I just saw a stat the other day that Gen Z, which is the generation. I literally thought you were going to talk about someone named Jennifer. No, I had to think about the generation right below us, right? We're millennials. Gen (laughs) Z is, actually, I'm pretty sure it's about Gen Z, is the most civically engaged generation in, like, generations i can't remember like the last yeah. one that was like in a long time and that's so it's amazing i think like that was hugely inspiring to me to know like i just think people aren't taking this shit anymore is how yeah. i feel like watching the tennessee situation mm-hmm. um and i'm not talking about the shooting this time i'm talking about what they're calling the tennessee three the um house reps the tennessee state house reps that were you know, went through the process where two of them were expelled from the state house. I mean, you saw that generation and I think our generation too show up in numbers. Oh mm-hmm. my God, did we show up in numbers? Like, you know, and, and people are not having it. It's like, oh, you like are literally like just the, the power plays involved in politics, that inaction that, you know, our politicians who are very, very old typically are taking which our politicians are super old by the way i saw in a stat the other day that like we have the oldest politicians ever like average really? age is the oldest it's ever been <gasps> ew and i just think you know we're seeing more young people run for office we're seeing more young people get involved and so and these are the same people that have directly been impacted by gun violence these are the same people who have directly had their reproductive rights taken away so i just think the future is bright and actually me and nick were just talking about that the other day I told him, I was like, it's going to be our generation, the next generation that change guns. Like, yep. it will be. No one's going to stand for this. The yep. minute we, you know, we get the right people in office, like, which goes back to all of our democracy reform talks, because we yes. have to be able to get people in office. Right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm extremely optimistic. I think we just always have to remember we're playing the long game. Yep. What about you? I'm exactly in the same boat as you, and almost for the exact reasons, I... I say, hell freaking yes, I'm hopeful. I think our generations, Gen Z and millennials, they are putting their feet down. They are not putting up for shit. And I like, 
I have seen this in corporate America, like people that, you know, I graduated with or are younger than me or a little older, like they will not settle benefit wise. Let's just talk benefits, like something super boring. Like they will not settle for less than what one they want and two they deserve. And that's incredible. And I think that is just the way of life for these generations. And I think that is incredible for every single facet of life. Yeah. And I agree. I think only, I think our politics are only going to benefit from that because I mean, like you said, like Gen Z is the most civic minded or civic involved generation in generations. And that's amazing. I'm so not surprised to hear that because I see it. I see it. I see them showing up to protest. You know, I see the things online. It's, it's there and they're not going to stop. And they, as in like us, as in, you know, like that's, I think it's incredible. I think it's about time that we start putting our foot down for ourselves in every aspect of life. Yeah. And I'm super optimistic, too, by all of my favorite topic, the democracy reform stuff that's going on. Yeah. Because I just think it is the system that's broken. And there's people in power that are just clinging to that power. Right. Back to your 71% of Americans wanting gun reform. Yes. And not action being taken. I mean, that just tells you the type of people that are in power. And so, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm optimistic by the whole thing. There's dark days where I forget that there's an optimistic outlook. Yep. But in general, like I said, I think we're playing the long game. And I think in 10 years, like, honestly, it's going to look so different than it does today. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I think like you you said it perfectly. It's for the long game. And we're going to have some hard days ahead. Yeah. But and I'm excited to be part of the fight. Absolutely. Me too. Fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight. All right. Do we want to wrap it? Let's wrap it. We do have a couple resources for you guys in the show notes, more just about managing stress or coping in this political mess we live in. So check them out if you'd like to. Um, But I think that's a wrap. Yeah, I think that's all. Thank you for coming to this chill, maybe heavy, maybe, I don't know, everything episode. Um, Dark in the middle, light at the end. Yeah, Yeah. maybe a little light in between. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the world we're living in today. You never know what you're going to get in one day and you never know what you're going to get at um, a United She Chance episode. So, But if you're feeling it, you're not alone and hopefully you're optimistic with us for the future. We're feeling it too. Things will get better and we're all fighting the good fight together. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We appreciate you more than you know. If you appreciate us and our show, please hit the follow button and share this episode with anyone you think would enjoy it. You can also give us a follow on Instagram to stay in the know on all things United She Stands. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, we We can make make a difference in this world. Episode number three of the No. Oh my god, yeah. I know. Talk about batch recording. Batch recording. Had a beer burp, sorry. Um... (laughs) Wait, I feel like I have to crack all my body parts. I know. Let's sit here for a minute. All right, I'm ready. Cool.